0: Hi, welcome everyone. We are so excited to have Zach Tyler with us on the podcast today. He was so great to be able to come on the show with us today, so we're very grateful for him to be here. We just want to say a little bit about Zach, actually. He is currently at Brigham Young University. He is majoring in psychology and actually minoring in two things, communications and business. So he is a handsome boy and a smart boy, for all those wondering. (laughs) He is awesome. And he's actually been one of our closest friends for a long time. If you know Zach, you know that he is so supportive and so inclusive. I've never met someone with such great a style as Zach as well. There was this one time where I let him borrow one of my jackets, and he looked so much better in my jacket that I started getting jealous. So I texted him, please give me my jacket back. He looked too good in it. And he he gave it back. But he is wonderful. And Zach, did you want to... Say anything else about yourself for everyone listening today.
1: Um, sure, yeah. I'm from Arizona. Um, and, yeah, I lived in Arizona my whole life. Uh, I served a mission after I graduated high school. I served in the Indianapolis, Indiana mission. And uh, then uh, two years later, I moved up to Provo. So I've just been going to school there ever since. So If you uh,
2: <laughs> get lucky, you can get on Zach's Christmas tree. He'll, he'll print out a picture and put you
1: on an ornament. Yeah, and tell us the story of the Christmas tree. Like, how did that start? Um, uh, so on my mission, um, my mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I just told her that I wanted um, just, like, a paper cutout of a Christmas tree with, like, faces of, like, my family and my cousins and relatives on it. And I just was so excited to put it up on my mission. And then once I came home from my mission, I bought a tree. And I bought these ornaments. I don't know. I just felt like that something was missing. And then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, ask my friends to send me a picture. And then the friends who sent in pictures, they were able to be featured on my tree. And so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. It's Zach fun is though. Always the star too. He is <laughs> always the star. I, I, always always next, a star I am always a star. So <laughs> so, how many years have you been doing that for? Um, well, I've been the star i've been you? the star for four years and then i've done the, the friends tree for two years so That's yeah awesome. it's fun i love it so
2: one thing about zach um i think i met him quite a bit after hollis had and i just instantly just felt like we were friends so super accepting super just approachable and we'll start to Treat you like he's known you for a long time, very quickly, and so. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on the podcast today, and we're so so excited to to hear more about your story
3: and um, for our our listeners to get to know you better.
1: Sweet, thank you.
3: <clears throat> so, what would you say at uh, just kind of a high level?
1: Um, are some of the reasons why you're here with us today? Um, I would say the main reason um, it's because. Um, I feel like that uh, the experiences that I've gone through in my life, um, I hope that um, through like my insight and through, you know, the things that I shared today, uh, we'll be able to help people. Um, for instance, the main thing I'm going to talk about is um, uh, last September, I uh, I uh, my sister passed away. And um, yeah, it was a... Uh, It still, you know, hurts me every single day, you know, dealing with that and, um, you know, just learning how to cope with it and, um, but I feel like that through that process, I've been able to see things in a different set of eyes and it's helped me to be more empathetic and I at least try to be more empathetic for people and to help understand that, you know what, I just need to see God or I need to see people as God sees them and, um, so, uh, yeah, I hope that through my story and through the insight that I may share, that um, people can be able to, um, I guess, gain that for themselves as well. So,
0: if I learned anything from Zach, for everyone listening today, he really has just learned so much from it and has just applied that to his life and to everyone who he meets. And Zach. Like take us through that. Like when that first happened last year, what happened? Like, what was it like? And where were you? Um, so, um, it was
1: a little interesting. So, kind of before it happened, um, I was in, uh, I was in therapy, and uh, like I, I, just went to counseling, and I, was, and I met with my counselor, and um, he just kind of like asked me, you know, just kind of like, you know, how's your relationship with your dad? How's your relationship with your mom and your brother and your sister and then he he asked me like, how's your relationship with your sister Sasha? And um I just told him I that, you know, like things were as good as it was. You know, things with relationship with my sister wasn't perfect. Um but I I basically just said that um you know, there's going to be, you know, a day in our lives that, you know, that relationship will, um, that it will get better. Um, uh, and I just did I, at that moment, I just didn't feel like that it was that it was the time to do so. But, um, a couple hours later, I was in my, um, I was in one of my psychology classes and I got a call from my mom and, um, I didn't answer it, and so I texted her right away, and I said, hey, I'm in class, and she said, "Uh, this is an emergency, and I need you to step outside. And so then I knew that instant that that something really bad happened. Um, So then I walked outside. Um, uh, I was in the Kimple Tower, and I went outside on the steps, and I called my mom, and she said, Zach, I need you to sit down when I tell you this. And then right then and there, I knew that someone in our family died. And um, when she told me that my sister was in a car accident and she didn't make it, I I just collapsed. And um, I, it just was the most excruciating and um, painful experience I've ever had to deal with. And I I don't talk about it a whole lot because it still hurts me. Um, And not only did it hurt me that I lost my sister, but I feel like I gave up on our relationship at that time. And so that was really hard for me. And so after that phone call, I, um, I luckily had a friend in that class and she was so kind to, to take me home. And I, I just laid down on my bed and I just, um, just trying to wrap around what happened and um, you know, just crying and crying and just like not really knowing what to do. And um, I just remember I called my, my, I called one of my friends because I needed someone to pick up my car on campus. But then I also called my cousin, um, Austin, um, to come over and give me a blessing. Um, And so when he came over to give me a blessing at that time, he didn't know yet what happened. Um, And so when he came over, I was just crying and crying and... I was just sitting there for like 20 minutes and he asked like so what happened and like uh in that moment when i when i had to tell him that my sister passed away you know that was the first time that i was um sharing that with someone and you know for my cousin who grew up with my sister and had you know a good loving relationship with my sister Um, And that time, he knew that I needed him. And so he just sat right next to me and just, like, hugged me and just comforted me and gave me a blessing. And um, so, yeah, that's, like, basically, like, uh, the gist of, I guess, that experience, like, that day. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine just
2: this bomb coming out of nowhere um, you, you talked about that day and some of your emotions what happened as time marched on as people started to, to
1: hear about it and hear about your situation um, I feel like um, not a whole lot of people knew at first well because I I wasn't I was, I only told a very few people, but yeah, in that moment, it, it was a different situation for me because I didn't have any direct family members living here in Utah. Um, I have a sister up in Idaho with her husband and then my, um, my two brothers and my parents live in Arizona. And, and so for quite some time, I, it was really hard to know who to turn to. And I was grateful that I had my cousin and, um, I was grateful that I had a few of my friends, but that's kind of who I just kind of stuck with for the first day. And um, a couple people reached out to me through text message and through social media, just reaching out. And um, and then uh, I got the uh, yeah, I got the most um, most text messages um, the day after I posted. Um, both me and my sister reposted about. Um, sorry to clarify my my sister Riley um, and I we posted about our sister Sasha on Instagram and on Facebook Um, and you know that's when I got a lot of text messages um, just of people expressing their love and their condolences and um, and uh, you know just as a a way to comfort and to help in any way that they could and so that definitely was very appreciated Um, sorry did that answer your question (laughs) okay
3: when um when friends started to find out i remember you would come over to my apartment we would work on some homework together and i remember wondering like you know does zach want to talk about this or you know like what what is zach feeling today what were you know what would you say like what would you tell to me if, if we were to go back in time, like what would you tell to me that like, I could have done to help
1: you in those moments? Um, okay, well first off, you helped me so much <laughs> during that time. Um, <laughs> like, uh, Michael, he, uh, he's an, infor- an information systems major and I was taking an information systems class. And so for a couple weeks, I was just asking Michael to help me with everything with that because I could not even like uh, you know grasp the concept that I was still taking classes and I still needed to take these classes and um, for a time I was thinking about withdrawing from some classes or f- withdrawing from all of my classes but I just felt like uh, that I really needed to stay in coincidentally the same day that I um, that my sister passed away earlier that day. I found out I got a scholarship for um, for both semesters, a full scholarship, and I I hate pu- I hate connecting those together. I can't I can't think like I got this, but I wasn't able to have my sister, or you know it was one or the other. But I think that it just was very clear to me that the best thing that I needed to do was to continue through my um, academic progression and to stay in school. Um, but, uh, you know, with Michael and with other people, like I, I feel like that what I needed from, you know, Michael, you at that time was I needed someone just to help me. And as like lost and confused as I was, you were just so patient with me. And that's what I needed at that time. Um, I guess as I try to look back on that particular experience, um, I don't know. I, uh, not just for you, but I guess for anyone, there's a lot of people that probably didn't know, should I bring it up? You know, should I talk about it? And, um, I don't know, for me, at least I didn't, I never felt like that it was a bad thing that people would bring it up. Um, and people bringing it up, it wasn't, it didn't nece- it wasn't necessarily triggering for me because I was already being triggered by so many other things about that event. And so, um, yeah, I feel like that most of the time when people did bring it up it was um, a positive experience for me and so I'd like to think that that's how it would be for other people but I also understand if you know other people deal and grieve differently and so um, yeah sometimes it is just hard to kinda know what to do yeah what to do in those situations so
0: and with people kind of reacting and talking to you about your sister's death, you are probably on the other side, having to um, talk with other people about relatives or close friends that have passed away for them. How is it different being on that side where your immediate sister passed away and all these people are trying to empathize with you, they're mm-hmm. trying to love you and understand you. In your situation, what helped you and what maybe didn't help you?
1: Yeah, there was definitely a lot
0: of positive
1: experiences and a lot of negative experiences that happened through it. Um, and I like to and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt that they were just doing the best that they could or of what they knew how to do. And but some of the positive experiences um, I uh, the day after um, my sister passed away, um, my friend Um, He's in the nursing program at BYU, which is, you know, one of the most intense programs. And he came over at around noon, and he didn't leave until the next day um, in the evening. And so he was at my place for over 30 hours. And um, I, like, the thing that I needed the most from him at that time, you know, emotions just kind of come in waves and you know so there would be times that i was very like i guess collected and calm there'd be other times that i'd be very angry and frustrated at people or at myself wishing i was a better brother knowing that i could have been a better brother um and then there would just be times where i would just be be just crying and just so upset and just so heartbroken and you know with any of those emotions you know this friend in particular just like sat with me and, um, you know, he hardly said anything during those times. He just sat with me. And, um, I feel like that it was like those moments where I was able to recognize the difference of comforting those who need comfort and then also mourning with those who are mourning. Um, because I really feel like that he was going through those, uh, um, emotions with me. Um, and so when I was just crying there, he just would sit there and it, at that time, that's exactly what I needed. Um, and then at the same time, you know, there was another friend, you know, the friend that took me home, you know, just she, she was in that spot, you know, it was just situational that she was there, but she was just so willing to help me. Um, and she came and visited me as well. And, you know, still to this day, like, I'm, I feel like I'm so in debt to her because I just feel like I was in a very vulnerable and very, um, like, debilitating situation where I didn't know how to help myself. And, and so she was there to help me with that. Um, and then there would just be people um, who would find out, and I wasn't even close to them but they felt an obligation or um, they felt like they needed to just to come and just like visit and talk with me. And, um, and I wasn't expecting them to do that, but like, I, I just thought it was very kind of them to go out of their way. And there was one friend in particular who came a couple, like multiple times the same day. And, um, and then also, my aunt and uncle. They, they came from Saratoga with their three fr- uh, with their three kids, and they dropped off food for me. Um, and then it, you know it was just more simple things like people would just text me and just ask me, you know how I was doing. Um, and you know that was very kind. And you know Hollis as well. Um, I was just very anxious, and I just felt very very miserable and this was a couple of weeks after it happened and I just didn't know who else to call at that time but I just called Hollis, asked if he was available and um. And again I feel like that I was the one doing most of the talking but I feel like that that's what I needed at that time and I just feel like I'm like I've, I'll be forever in debt for those friends just to like just to be there for me. and. And I I feel like it was those friends that made it seem like it wasn't an inconvenience for me to to help me and to be there for me. I feel like that that's what really helped me the most during during those experiences. Uh, There are so many great people and I had hundreds and hundreds of text messages and messages on Instagram and Facebook just reaching out to me and and I know that. my, you know, my sister and my parents and my brothers were also getting that same love as well, and my relatives, and, um, and sorry, I'll just share one more good thing because there really was so much good that came from it. Um, you know, the funerals being very expensive, um, uh, we were just trying to, uh, me, my, sis- my my sister and my parents, we were just trying to, like, come up with, like, some form of a, of a budget or of a plan. But at the same time, we were just so emotionally exhausted that we, um, we didn't even know where to start. And then there was a, there was an anonymous donor, um, that paid for, um, my sister's coffin. And, um, you know, that was such a cool, powerful, and spiritual experience knowing that, like, we didn't even have to know who this person was, but there was also someone who volunteered to to do the flowers for, um, uh, for the funeral ceremony and the viewing. Um, and then my sister and I, we put together a, a GoFundMe to help with, um, with the funeral expenses. And on top of that, my sister who passed away had... She had three sons that she left, and um, and so we wanted to do this GoFundMe to help the um, to help with any of the funeral expenses and for helping her sons. And you know, within thirty minutes, we already had two thousand dollars donated. And I just remember I just broke down in tears because I just was so grateful for the people who were just so willing, and there were so many. Um, you know, as I was looking through like the payments, like there's so many people who are just anonymous that were willing to pay, you know, hundreds of dollars or even if it was just five or 10 or 15, but people were just so willing to help at that time. And, and so, yeah, I, if anything, I just want um, people to know that those small acts of kindness and those huge acts of kindness, it doesn't matter, but they really do go a long way and I'll, I'll never forget those things that people did for me and my family, so. So what were some of the
3: more negative or difficult <clears throat> experiences that occurred with the death of your sister? Um,
1: so a lot of the negative experiences that, um, that I feel happened, um, I think it comes to more of just a lack of understanding. Um, I would say that that's how some of the situations were. Whereas I think the other one was just, I think people lack emotional maturity. And, but for those, you know, I got so many text messages and so many messages of people reaching out. And um, as appreciative as that was and how grateful I was for that. Um, uh, there was just messages that, and it, it, I feel like it created more irritation and anger in, um, uh, like for me. And uh, for example, you know, people would say, um, you know, through this, like you're going to be able to help so many people. And that just kind of irritates me because it's just like, I would like to think that. I could still help so many people, regardless of this. And a comment like that does not, um, it doesn't empathize, it, or it's not, a f- I don't know, it, it, I just feel like that it kind of does the opposite, at least for me it did. And so yeah, I guess that that's one thing that like to be aware of, is that like, in talking about like how strong someone is, or you know, I, I didn't feel strong at all. In that situation, I felt very weak and I felt very crippled and I like physically could not do things for myself. And so when people said that I was so strong, I just feel like that they were very ignorant with um, uh, with what I was going through. Um, Again, it was all coming from a good place, but um, it was those type of messages that were really hard for me. Um another thing that I struggle with, and you know, and I think that again, it comes from a good place, but I got text messages from people saying like, you know, my grandma died w- with cancer last year or you know, someone and so um died from you know, a sickness or whatever, and it's just like as sad and as hard as that is, you know the death of um... Of someone from cancer or from, you know, more of a long-term illness or a long-term disease, it you know you can say your goodbyes. You can you can create and find some closure in that. Whereas you know an accident like a car accident or, um, you know, something just so unexpected, you know, there's no closure in that at all. Um, And so when people say that that they know how I feel or that, like, they're going through something just as hard, you know, that doesn't empathize and that doesn't, um, I, it's, it takes away the focus from the person who's grieving from, uh, from the other, it, it, it switches the focus. And I don't think that that is the best way to, um, to handle things. You know, in my situation, like a month ago, um, I guess learning from that uh, one of my one of my friend's siblings passed away and I didn't even think about bringing up my sister because like in that moment it wasn't about me and I wanted to be there for my friend and so I just texted them and I said hey like I heard what happened and you know my heart you know aches for you and I just want you to know that I am there for you um, and you know with those text messages they're helpful but I, feel like that there's a lot of people that just say let me know if there's anything I can do for you or what can I what can I do to help and and it's just like with everything going on emotionally and mentally and physically like I don't want to delegate to all my friends and family members who want to help on what they what like on how to help me because in that moment I don't know how to help myself um, and so um, I think that in those situations it's better to, um, you know, speak, um, instead of asking like, let me know if there's anything I could do. Say, do you need, like, have you eaten yet? You know, um, do you need me to come over and visit you right now? Or, you know, like, very, be specific, um, instead of just like setting out, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And I do understand that if you don't know that person very well, if you don't have that, um, Connection to feel like uh, you should go over or whatever, but I think that there's just better ways to address you know those um, concerns. Um, I guess more on like the extreme side. I feel like that. Um, kind of going back a little bit. I um, growing up, I've been I've always been very um, insecure about who I am and about how people perceive me, and because of that, and amongst other things, I've I've always struggled with anxiety, um, and and I've always struggled with depression. And so, um, and because I care so much about what other people think, if you know a friendship doesn't work out, or um, if a relationship doesn't work out, I feel like I automatically think, okay, what did I do wrong in this situation? So with that, um, with my sister passing away. Um, One thing that I realized like during, you know, the weeks and months that came afterwards, uh, there was a lot of friends that um, I feel like I lost and I did lose. People who did not want to emotionally be there for me, Um, people who first who didn't know how to and people who did not care enough about me in the way that I thought they did. And that was very hard for me. It made me feel very lonely, especially being away from family at that time. Um, It just was, uh, you know, I I needed to rely on people in, you know, here in Provo. And I feel like the people who I expected to help me did not want to. And I did get some text messages. Uh, One text message in particular, it said, "Um, I know you're going through a lot right now, but you need to be more positive. Um, Another person texted me said, why should I have compassion for you when you don't have any compassion for me? Um, And I just feel like, you know, there's so many more things that that happened that were, um, you know, very negative experience for me, but I feel like that in any situation, no one has the right to say that to anyone in any particular circumstance. Um, And, you know, maybe I, maybe I was being very emotional and maybe I was being um, negative, and maybe I was not expressing as much love as I probably should have. But I'd like to think that people would give me um, the benefit of the doubt that I'm doing the best that I can for what was happening in my life at that time. Um, and so, yeah, I. Th- I th- And I've talked to other people about, you know, similar experiences. And they 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 also said that they lost so many friends or people that they thought were friends during this. And so I guess like a blessing behind it all, you know, I've just kind of had to recognize the silver lining that it was um, it kind of was just more of a cleanse for me in a lot of ways. I recognize on, you know, what my priority should be and what my priority shouldn't be and the people who I should genuinely put interest in and then the people who I need to eliminate emotionally out of my life.
2: A question I have, you, you mentioned um, maybe struggling with anxiety a little bit and then also questions you had with your sisters feeling like that relationship wasn't where you wanted to leave it and kind of the brevity and the, the suddenness of the situation. How have you come to terms with that? What what has changed since since her passing with how you talk to yourself and reconcile how things were left?
1: Um, I feel like I still struggle day to day, feeling like that I should have been a better brother and I could have. I had, every, uh, uh, I had every capability to be a better brother, um, regardless of um, the strain that we had in our relationship. Um, but one thing that's helped me be, become more at peace um, with the experience is, um, is that I, I was a good brother in so many ways and um even though we were distant at times it didn't change the fact that i loved her and i cared about her and um and i love her sons and i care about her sons and and i don't think that my sister wants me to be upset about that and to continue to beat myself up about that and um uh and so day to day i just kind of have to remind myself that i'm just doing the best that i can and you know, every opportunity is a learning opportunity as well. Um, But I guess the application that has come out of it, I feel like I've been trying to make more of an effort to be more patient with my friends and be more patient with my parents and my siblings because, you know, death is so real to me in my life now that you don't know when it's going to be the last time that you see someone. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of live my life um, in hopes to be, you know, a better friend and a better brother and a better son. Um, and so I've made more of an effort to, to strengthen those relationships that I have, so.
2: Awesome. I think that's something that I, like I said at the beginning, I feel like with you and I, you, you've always done well. You've always made me feel so special when I've talked to you and you're
0: just genuine
2: and you're there and you're present. And with those
0: just like relationships and moving forward as well, how did kind of your areas of influence change with like school, with work, with friends, how did you take that experience moving forward, like did things change for you at all?
1: Yeah, I feel like... um Uh, kind of what I talked about earlier, I just I feel like it it helped me kind of re- reconstruct like the perspectives and the important things in my life um, and what I should be focusing on and what I don't need to focus on anymore. And so I feel like that it was, you know, it was months and months of an emotional process to kind of figure out, you know, uh, what I need to do for myself, for my mental health, and for my Overall progression, um, especially socially, um, you know, people who genuinely care about you are going to make an effort to to help you and to be with you. You know, during the hard times and during the bad times, and so I think that it's helped me make more of a focus to, I guess, prioritize like my friendships and my relationships with those people. Um, I think that with schooling. Um, I think the biggest change for me was especially this past year you know I could have had every reason to withdraw from my classes and no one would have questioned it but I feel like that it was very divine and very um apparent to me that you know I needed to stay in school and so I feel like these past two semesters I made it a huge priority to um to do well in school and to, um to, to do the best that I can and ask for help where needed um and uh You know, knowing that my sister would not have wanted me to withdraw from my classes and knowing that um, God was very aware of me, like, during with, you know, all the things I had to balance in my life. Um, I guess overall, like, it's hard for me to grasp the concept that, like, um, it's all a part of God's plan. Um, I really struggle with that especially since my sister has passed away. But the one thing that I can hold on to is that he's very aware of me. And so with school, with finances, with church, with um, my family relationships and, you know, my social relationships, like the struggles that I have, but yet the, the progression that I've decided to make in my life, you know, God's very aware of, you know, of everything and knows that. I'm just doing the best that I can and I know that I guess in turn that I, I will be better from that and I, um, and even though the pain of losing my sister won't, won't ever go away, um, I know that I, I can become stronger and I can be able to, and I really can uh, work through hard things and even if I feel like that I um, am very weak at times, you know, I always say that, like, I feel like that God is, you know, dragging me, you know, to keep going. And, you know, and, and if that's what I need to be able to become stronger, you know, then that's what I need. And so I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the progression that I've been able to make. One of the biggest lessons that I was able to learn through this experience um, is uh, the difference between um, mourning with those who mourn and comforting those who stand in need of comfort um, you know, people just kind of put those two phrases together and don't really think much about it. But it doesn't say comfort those who mourn, and it doesn't say mourn with those who stand in need of comfort. You know, uh, the saying, um, you know, they're two separate things. And I think that comfort, the times that comfort is needed, is different than where where mourning is needed. Um, whereas comfort, you know, you're being there, you're helping, and. Um, you are, um, you know, you're, you're, you're dropping off food and you're sending text messages and, um, you know, asking for help. And I think that all those re- like, um, are a great example of showing comfort and help at that time. And, um, I also think that comfort can come through, through advice and through, um, through, you know, kind and strong words, um, of encouragement but I think that the most important thing, what I think really helped me the most um, was those people who did mourn with me when I was mourning and um, for those who haven't been through a similar experience you know when you're when you are mourning your life slows down completely and your um, your focus is minimal if any Um, and you don't know what you're you know how you're feeling and you don't know how to express yourself and you know those emotions comes in waves and I think that if someone genuinely cared about you and wanted to mourn with you when you are mourning it means that people are taking a few hours or a day or so out of their life to be with you and um, just to be there with you in those emotions um, is just so powerful and that Um, I think it's just such a, yeah, just a very powerful gift that people have to be able to do that. I think that a lot of people who have um, gone through a similar situation, you know, uh, the death of a loved one or um, a family member or friend can recognize the difference between um, comfort and mourning. Um, But yeah, it takes a very special person to be able to to know how to do that without um, without going through that experience and so yeah I guess that um, my hopes in sharing that with you know with you guys is at least to create more of an awareness of the difference and when other people are going through those situations in the future that there are um, there are different and better ways to be able to deal with those um, situations and again everyone is different but I think that um, really striving to mourn with those who mourn is just such a very powerful um, experience and a very powerful and uh, Christ-like thing to do. So.
2: Yeah. Um, you've talked a little bit about this, and you you just talked about it now, but in your words, what is empathy, and what has this experience taught you about that?
1: Yeah. Um, to me, I think that empathy is a, is, um, it's a lot stronger of, um, of an ability than it is to comfort and to sympathize with those. Um, I think that with empathy, um, uh, it comes from uh, like a very personal experience or a personal place um, or a characteristic that, um, that you are able to feel and express you know and understand those emotions and I think that um, people who do have that emotional maturity will be able to have that empathy to help other people during those times Um, and yeah a lot of people don't have that ability or know how to show empathy for people but I think that um, it's definitely something that people can learn Uh, I guess, to better themselves at and um, in hopes that they can help people through um, any forms of trials um, or experiences.
3: Zach, thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. It's a huge honor and pleasure to be able to hear this and to be with you and, um, you know, walk a little bit with, with you through this journey. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We're huge fans. (laughs) Huge fans. I hope you know that.
2: Thank you.